I had a uh, friend call me probably about six months after we broke it off and said, hey, um, they found out Melissa has cancer. Christian singer Jeremy Camp was in his early 20s when he found out his ex-girlfriend had cancer. When Jeremy went to visit her in the hospital, they both realized they were still in love, and they got married a few months later. About two weeks into our, in our honeymoon, we were in Hawaii, and I noticed some complications in her stomach, and about four months after we got married, she went to be with the Lord. The scattered words and empty thoughts seemed to pour from my heart. I've never felt so torn before. Seems I don't know where to start. Melissa's death devastated Jeremy, but he didn't lose faith in Jesus, and he'll share why on this episode of GPS. God people stories. It's an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. I'm Phil Fleischman. And I'm Josh Batson, filling in for Jim Kirkland this week. Jeremy Camp's music, his faith, really his his whole life, have all been shaped by Melissa's passing. And after he tells us his story, you'll hear a word from Billy Graham about death. Now, neither sin, nor pain, nor disease, nor death were part of God's original plan. God never meant that we would get sick. He never meant that there would be any death. So then why do people die if God never meant for it to happen? And is there any hope? Billy Graham will answer those questions later on. And you can learn more right now at findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. We also have a link to that site in the show notes. GPS. God. People. Stories. I was raised in a Christian home, which my mom and dad always, you know, they helped out at church. My dad was a worship leader for a while, did Bible studies, and he'd even go to boys' homes and prisons and play and preach the gospel. So I was raised, you know, in an amazing Christian home. Jeremy's parents became followers of Christ about a year before Jeremy was born. He didn't claim the Christian faith for himself until he was a teenager. I had kind of strayed away and done my own thing for a while and experimented with the world and uh, found myself pretty empty, you know, because I I knew the truth, but I wasn't walking in it. And I was 16 years old and I went into a youth camp in California. I'm from Indiana. And there was a guy named John Corson speaking. He was talking on revelation and it scared me to death. (laughs) I was like, oh no, no. But honestly, he was, he was speaking and it really just hit my heart. And God just said, you know, I want to use you, but you're on the edge of a cliff and need to run as far away from the cliff as possible. And uh, I remember just saying, God, I surrender my life to you because it's one thing to, to be raised in a Christian home and to even know the truth. It's another thing to make him Lord of your life. You know, it's two different thing. And I, may, I feel like I made him Lord of my life um, when I was 16 years old. And that was my kind of surrender moment. And, uh, you know, at that point on, I just said, okay, God, whatever you want to do through me and me, I'm willing. Jeremy couldn't have imagined what God had planned for his life. And that plan began with his following in his dad's musical footsteps and eventually becoming a worship leader. After high school, he went to Bible college in California and started touring with his band to other colleges. It was during that time that Jeremy met someone who would change the course of his life. A friend was doing a Bible study and he said, hey, you have to meet this girl. And it's Melissa. She's amazing. She loves Jesus. And I uh, said, yeah. So for me, I was like thinking, oh, my friend likes her, no big deal. And so he's doing the Bible study. And I was going to lead worship, so at least some worship, you know, in the Bible study. And so I remember I took my guitar out and started singing songs. We were actually on the field outside. So we weren't even inside in an auditorium. We were actually in front of everybody, which is really cool. It wasn't a Christian college. It was just a cool, like, moment of singing these songs. And I looked up, and she was raising her hands up really high. 
And I remember just thinking, man, she is bold. Like she didn't care. I didn't care either, but like I had met somebody who was so bold and said, no matter what, I don't care what anybody thinks of me or what's around me. I want to worship right now. And I almost felt like I was looking at her. Like I opened my eyes. I wasn't trying to look at her, but I opened my eyes and she was right in front of me. I thought, oh, this is a holy moment. I don't want to mess it up. You know what I mean? I was like, I don't want to, (laughs) she's experiencing something, you know, in the presence of the Lord, which is special. And at that point on, it's something pricked my heart where I was like, wow, she is amazing. But remember, Jeremy thought his friend liked Melissa, so he wasn't very intentional about talking to her. But the two did meet, and as they got to know each other, Jeremy realized something. At one point, I could tell that she didn't really like him. I mean, that they were friends, but so I kind of, I asked her one time, I said, do you like my friend? And, and she's like, no, he's a cool guy, but not that way. And and so I was like, so uh, do you like me? Circle yes, circle yeah, no. No, just kidding, I didn't do that. But it was one of those moments you just kind of asked, hey, what do you think? And and so that was kind of the start of the relationship. But it was all because I saw her relationship with Jesus, you know, and that was what attracted me. Melissa and Jeremy started dating, but it was rocky at first. We had the, the typical relational ups and downs, you know, that everybody has. And um, I remember I was completely in love with her. And I told her, you know, I was like, Man, I'm going to tell her I love her. It's been two weeks. It's it's enough time. (laughs) And that didn't go too well. I was like, hey, I love you. She's like, well, I can't tell you right now. And so so I was kind of head over heels in the beginning. And uh, she kind of was more cautious. And um, so we kind of broke it off. And then I had a uh, friend call me probably about six months after we broke it off and said, hey, um, they found out Melissa has cancer. So Jeremy went to visit Melissa in the hospital. And I walked in and she was just smiling from ear to ear. I just said, hey, how are you doing? And she literally said to me, and this is one of the things that I share all the time because it's been still carry with me for the rest of my life. She goes, you know, Jeremy, if I die from this cancer, but if one person gives her life to Jesus, it's all worth it. And I, the reason why she said that is because she knew the Lord. And, and so she was like, I'm okay. But if somebody else who doesn't know Christ can make that decision, then it's all worth it. You know, at that point on, I drove home and my literally my prayer was, God, if she tells me she loves me, I'll marry her. Just random prayer, you know, and I remember I drove away and, and uh, she called me a few days later and said, can I talk to you? I said, yeah. And she was going through chemotherapy and uh, I walked in and she goes, I want to let you know I've been praying for you. And, and uh, you know, I, was, I was journaling and I was praying for your wife during the six months that I hadn't seen you. She says, I don't know why I kept praying for your wife. But then I realized that I love you. Well, that was exactly what Jeremy had prayed for. But actually hearing Melissa say she loved him was overwhelming. After thinking and praying about the situation for a few days, it was crystal clear to Jeremy he wanted to marry Melissa. Six months later, Jeremy and Melissa tied the knot. All the while, Melissa had been going through chemotherapy. Her hair fell out, but overall, her health was pretty good. Until the couple went on their honeymoon to Hawaii. About two weeks in our, in our honeymoon, we were in Hawaii, and I noticed some complications in her stomach. And I started kind of freaking out. And I was like, oh, no, this is what's happening here. And all of a sudden, I picked up my guitar and I was reading the Bible. And it said in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, we're called to walk by faith and not by sight. And I started writing, I will walk by faith even when I cannot see because this broken road prepares your will for me. I remember singing it for her and her raising up her hands, worshiping to that song and just going, oh my word. She's just saying, okay, God, I'm going to trust you. And we got home and the doctor said that she had weeks to months to live. And, you know, it was the battle, you know, at that point, about four months after we got married, she went to be with the Lord. Heartbroken and devastated, 
barely begin to cover how Jeremy was feeling after Melissa's death. During that time in the hospital room, all he could cling to was his faith in Jesus. I was on the floor, just literally curled up in a fetal position, and I heard her sister say she's with Jesus now. And I remember God saying, stand up and worship me. And there was worship music playing in the background. And the last thing I wanted to do was to stand up and worship. And I kind of out of obedience was like, okay, and kind of like kicking and screaming a little bit. But as I raised up my hands and started worshiping, I felt God's presence, kind of like I've never felt in my life ever. And just his comfort and his peace. And I believe that if I didn't make take that step of faith of just standing up and being obedient in the midst of the hard times, I wouldn't ex- have experienced that, his presence that thick and that peace and that comfort. The first song Jeremy wrote after Melissa went to heaven was, I Still Believe. Jeremy once said that it's a song about God still being on the throne, in control, no matter what happens in your life. I always encourage people, even when it doesn't make sense and you don't want to, just just worship the Lord. Just trust Him and and, um, watch what happens, you know. That obedience sometimes can produce such an amazing experience of God's peace, you know, and His presence. For the better part of the last two decades, Jeremy's music has helped other people enter into the Lord's presence, too. He's won several Dove Awards, and he's had multiple hit singles on Christian radio. And God has blessed Jeremy with a family, two daughters, one son, and his wife, Adrienne, who he met a few years after Melissa's death. So we were on tour, my first tour. She was in a band called The Benjamin Gate, and I remember I opened up for her. And I remember we were, our merch tables were right by each other. And every day I would go to my merch table and she was real close by and we would just talk and she would hear my story. She'd ask me questions about Melissa. And she was very intrigued by just the testimony and by her heart and her faithfulness. And from that, we just became good friends. And, you know, honestly, it was a thing where we weren't like attracted to each other. It wasn't like a thing where we were, I wasn't interested because I'd, it's been, it had been about a year and a half. Not that time frames matter, but I just wasn't even thinking that way. And, uh, one day when I, we were off the road for a few days, I found myself like missing her. And I went, oh my goodness, I, I think I, I miss her, you know? And uh, so we started talking and found out that we liked each other. And so as we kind of moved forward, I started feeling guilty. Like, I don't think I should do this. I don't think I should get married to her or, you know, or even pursue this. And so I took her out to a restaurant to like, kind of tell her that this is not going to work out. And as we sat down, what came out of my mouth was, do you feel like you can marry me? <laughs> and she looked at me right away and says, yeah. I said, okay. And we just sat there trying to kind of pick another food, didn't know what to even say. And I said, well, I came here to kind of break it off and say it wasn't going to work. But the only thing that, that I could say what came out was that. And so, you know, honestly, it was just the Lord. You know, he wanted us to be together. Jeremy says their marriage has been amazing, especially how supportive Adrian has been when he tells Melissa's story. She's been the biggest champion of all. You know, but she's had to realize that, you know, she's people always ask about Melissa and she's here she is. And, and I'm always praising my wife and how she has been such a advocate of saying, you know, it's not about me. It's about, you know, people's lives being touched. And so even to this day, it's been 18 years since my wife went to be 18 and a half years since she went to be with the Lord. And then Adrian been married for 16 years, you know, 16 years later, she's an advocate. She's championing the whole thing because she's like, if this is going to minister to people, that's all that matters. Right now, a movie is being made about Jeremy Camp's life. Like his hit song, the movie is called I Still Believe. It's about Jeremy and Melissa's relationship and her death. But Jeremy says the movie is more than just a love story. It's about Jesus. Everyone experiences pain. Pain's universal, you know, and it's what you do with that. And, um, 
and what you turn to. And this whole movie is about, hopefully, I don't want it to be about me, just a story about me, but about the faithfulness of God and how he has literally uh, is the answer, is everything that we need. And he's the hope to everything. And so that's really the prayer for this next season and for my whole life, but just to, even this movie, um, to see what God's going to do. So I'm excited. Do you believe in God's faithfulness like Jeremy Camp does? Even in the hardest and darkest places, God is there and He loves you. He wants you to know Him, to know His love for you, and to know the freedom that comes from a relationship with His Son, Jesus Christ. We can tell you more about that right now. Go to findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. Truth and fluff. Jeremy's going to talk about the difference between the two in just a minute. You're listening to GPS, God, People, Stories, a podcast production of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Now, neither sin, nor pain, nor disease, nor death were part of God's original plan. God never meant that we would get sick. He never meant that there would be any death. Billy Graham. But what happened? The moment that man sinned, the moment he broke God's law, He came under the sentence of death, but God set about a fantastic program to redeem man and to save man. The Bible teaches that death has already been defeated. How was death defeated? By God's plan of redemption. God's plan of redemption was that you deserve to die, but someone in the universe was qualified to take your place. Only one. And that person was the son of the living God. He stepped forward and he said, I'll go to the planet Earth and I will take their suffering and their death and their hell. And when he died on that cross and shed his blood, something mysterious happened. God took your sins, your death, your hell and laid it on Christ. And when he died, he said, it's finished. Because God said, in spite of their sins, in spite of their rebellion, I love them. And he loves you tonight. Yes, God loves you. It's just that simple. You can learn more about God's love for you at findpeacewithgod.net. There's a link to that site in the show notes. Our guest on this episode of GPS is singer Jeremy Camp. We spoke to Jeremy while he was traveling with Franklin Graham on an evangelistic tour around North Carolina. It was a great fit because Jeremy loves music and evangelism. That's telling people about Jesus. We just need more of God's word or need more of the truth being spoken and not just entertain constantly. Um, And not fluff. And I think the gospel needs to be presented because more people don't know the gospel. I mean, they might hear that oh, Jesus died on the cross for my sins. But what does that mean? And no one, I think we're so far removed our generation from being churched that uh, no one really understands the depth of what that means. And I think that explaining that in a deep way uh, is so needed. And so combining the two, music, gospel, I think it's huge. 
I'm a minister of the gospel that just happens to play music to do it. And so it's amazing to be a part of that. We're certainly glad to have had Jeremy be a part of this podcast. We're thankful he shared his story with us and let us play some of his music too. I'm Phil Fleischman. And I'm Josh Batson. Thanks for listening. GPS, God People Stories, is an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Always good news. Good news.